0: Well, welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is bestselling writer Christine Nolfi, author of the new novel, The Passing Storm. Sure, well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your latest novel, The Passing Storm, how would you describe the novel?
1: The Passing Storm takes place in a small Ohio town, uh, and it's uh, based on a weather event, a blizzard from the 1970s. And I wanted to take that event and follow several families in the town over decades and how it, uh, the weather event impacted the families.
0: And I'm curious, was this weather event, this blizzard, was this something that you knew about already or did you learn about it and want to do research?
1: Yeah I, I was in college when uh, it, it was called the White Hurricane. It, it occurred in the 70s. I was actually a college student uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, when it occurred. My family, my younger sisters, and my parents lived in Geauga County, where the book takes place at the time. So so I knew all about the blizzard, even though it didn't impact me directly.
0: Sure. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Passing Storm?
1: Well, Jeff, there were two things going on. Uh, I, I was getting ready to pitch a new idea to Lake Union uh, in January of 2020, and it was clear to me that we were going into a pandemic, even though, you know, my husband was like, you're crazy. You don't have any way of knowing that. (laughs) I was pretty confident we were. So I I wanted to uh, come up with a story that would find a way to have a metaphor for what we were about to go through. And then I immediately remembered uh, the white hurricane from the seventies and thought as globally, we're about to be buried by something and we can come out of it. So, so I used that initial idea to shape uh, the story. And, and actually, I was uh, going over the final uh, plot points with my editor when they were evacuating the offices in Amazon in uh, March.
0: Wow. So so what was your initial writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published?
1: Well, uh, prior to writing fiction, I owned a small uh, PR firm in Northeast Ohio, uh, I, I did, I've always been a writer. I I did that through my uh, 20s and 30s. And then in my late 30s, I adopted four kids from the Philippines. So, uh, understandably I, I had to take a little time off. <laughs> we spent several years roaming the halls of the Cleveland Clinic, you know, just healing everything the kids had been through. And then, uh, in my mid forties, I decided I, if I don't sit down now and begin writing novels, I'll, I'll never get to it. And, uh, I waited on uh, Random House and New American Library. They looked at two of my earliest books, loved them both, couldn't figure out where my books would fit. So I decided to indie publish uh, Second Chance Grill and Treasure Me. And both books did incredibly well, as did the entire series. And then uh, after after that, uh, Lake Union contacted me and asked if I would uh, pitch something to them.
0: And so, can you talk a little bit about your your indie publishing career because I think that you know even now it's still you know some people are kind of surprised by the success that writers can have by kind of taking charge and publishing their own novels electronically were were you surprised when you published those novels and and obviously you know they took off and people were reading them.
1: i i Jeff, I was completely surprised because uh <laughs> I, I, you know, there, there were it was it was new. This is two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. People were still experimenting. Although, if if you're a young writer, not necessarily young, if you're a writer that wants to try indie publishing today, it is still an incredible avenue for authors. Uh, one of the biggest uh, points for anybody thinking about indie publishing is find one of the reputable groups, like uh, the Alliance of Independent Authors out of London. If you want to try something independently, you have to be talking to like minds. And I was very fortunate. I ran into a lot of people early on who went on to also have wonderful careers. And even today, you can do that. You can connect with other authors globally uh, to get started.
0: And I'm curious about your writing process when you were working on The Passing Storm. And if your writing process is the same from novel to novel, do you, are you someone who outlines the novel extensively before you start writing? Or do you just kind of dive into the narrative? What's that like for you?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I've published 13 books now. And the way I wrote, a book initially, the first few books as you're learning how to write a novel, it it, cha- it evolves over time. So if you're if you're a new author, my suggestion would be write down the story, turn off your editor, your internal editor, and whatever your idea is, just write it. And then after you have that draft down on paper, and then go back and turn on your internal editor and start editing. Uh, at this stage of my career, I tend to know. Uh, intuitively, the first several chapters and the first—I I tend to know the high points in the middle of the book and I and how it will end. That that seems to just come to me as as the characters come to me. But I I never have a book entirely plotted out because if the manuscript doesn't surprise me and my editors, then that it's not good enough. It, there should be something in there that shocks me as I'm writing it. And, and then I know I've hit something that is a great turning point that will also surprise the reader.
0: Sure. And, and do you have kind of early readers once you finish a manuscript that give you
2: feedback? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, I I used to have beta readers. And then once my books took off, somebody uploaded a draft. Mm. And and then I suddenly found it all over the Internet. So after that, it was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So at this point, my husband is my early reader. Sure. You know, he's, he's read everything that I've written. Several of my adult children have beta read for me, but they're all in their early 30s. They're just not into this at this stage of their life. So Barry is definitely my beta reader.
0: Sure. Well, are you working on a new novel now?
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm about to uh, uh, get copy edits for my September release, uh, Brighter Flame. Uh, it will also be published by Lake Union. And I have a few story ideas I'm toying with, but I, I don't want to, I, I want to get through the copy edit and the cold read and all of that before I allow myself to get too far into this new story idea. Sure. Because once I get going, I can't pull myself out
0: of it. <laughs> well, well, given your, your success um, with your writing and your indie publishing, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories and novels?
1: Well, the first thing you have to decide who is your reader? Who are you writing this for? If if you're, if you're just starting out and this is your first book and you can't answer that, that's okay. Get the draft written. And then once you go back and you start to analyze it, then figure out who, who who are, who are you marketing this to? Because, because that matters. Uh, I I think if you're not sure how you want to publish, uh, indie or traditional, you should, Try to find some authors that work in both, and talk to them in in private groups. Sure, I think that would be a starting point.
0: And and and, do you think that it's possible? I mean, because and as you mentioned earlier, you started in um, 2010. I mean, two thousand nine and two thousand ten, which was kind of a different landscape than indie publishing is today. Do you think it's still possible for people to indie publish and find success?
1: Absolutely. No question about it. But you can't, you can't go solo. You, you, need to, you need to tap into the brain trust of other artists. And uh, you do that by researching the best writer groups. Uh, no matter where you're located, if you can find something that's generally local, if, if there isn't something in your town or city, see if, if there is some convention or writer's group that you can visit in your region at some point. You need to connect with other artists. That That's number one, if you want to uh, publish independently. And then secondly, uh, it's a different landscape now. You can't just uh, toss something on the internet and expect it to sell. You you are now competing with traditional publishing. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you have to have good art, good editing. You have to have a marketing team. All of these things can be done affordably. But again, you have to tap into the brain trust of other artists. To find the affordable ways to do that,
0: sure. And what has been your experience with Lake Union, which is your publisher? And if someone is listening, isn't aware, Lake Lake Union is um, uh, publishing—I uh, guess I wouldn't say publishing house, but a publisher that's that's um, associated with Amazon that works with um, some indie indie authors. And what's been your experience with Lake Union?
1: Uh, well, Lake Union is the book club imprint of Amazon Publishing. They have different imprints. (laughs) You know, one is that's okay. One is suspense, another is uh, international books. Lake Union is the books that they believe uh, book clubs will want to discuss. Uh, My experience is, I love working with them. I have a great editor, great developmental editor. I've I've been working with the same team now on. I'm about to publish my sixth book with them. And, and, you know, depending on who you publish with, different people have different experiences. I I think I was very fortunate in that I was assigned to an editor that we really connected. And and that matters in publishing.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed?
1: I'm finishing up The Maid by Anita Prost. I I think it's delightful. Um, One of my favorite books is uh, The Weight of Ink. By Rachel Kadish, I believe it came out three years ago. But but I don't I don't read fiction alone. At the moment, I'm also reading uh, Bill Bryson's The Short History of Nearly Everything, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm about to begin reading Deep Work by Cal Newport. So I I think it's important as writers that uh, you need to read your genre. If you're writing in a genre, you you need to understand what sells, what doesn't. But you also need to be reading uh, a vast array of books to get a sense of different ways to tell a story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction.
0: That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels?
1: Uh, uh, At my website, christinenolfi.com. I actually, on my blog, have a lot of tips for writers also. And uh, my Twitter feed, I tend to send a lot of uh, writer advice out on my Twitter. It's christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Nolfe, N-O-L-F is in Frank, I is in ice cream.
0: That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with best-selling writer Christine Nolfe, author of the new novel The Passing Storm. The novel is on sale now, so go grab a copy. And Christine, thanks for doing this interview.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Jeff.
0: Great, wonderful.